Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. It is a busy week, but I'm excited to be here with you today to announce the newest show to join our That Sounds Fun network. And we have got a great show in store for you. Now, we get this question all the time. What is a podcast network? Well, a podcast network is kind of like an amusement park of podcasts. All the rides are a little different, but if you like one of them, there's a good chance that you'll enjoy all the others as well. We have an incredible lineup of shows on the That Sounds Fun network. So be sure to check those out at thatsoundsfunnetwork.com. But today, I'm excited to let you know that our our newest podcast on the That Sounds Fun Network is Hope Still Wins with a guy we all know and love, our friend Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins was on the TSF Couples 2021 with his lovely fiance, Jess, and it is episode 136. He's a host, an author, a speaker, and co-founder of Generous Coffee. So his IGTV series, Hope Still Wins, is now a podcast. The show is going to start today and release every Tuesday. So go ahead while you're listening to me, open your app, go find Hope Still Wins, go ahead and subscribe. Ben is going to sit down with influential thought leaders to discuss all sorts of topics ranging from faith and music to mental health and racial injustice. Nothing is off limits. Each guest shares personal stories that have shaped their current view on hope, ultimately answering the question, does hope still win? Why or why not? With episodes airing every Tuesday, these stories are meant to serve, inspire, and connect us, becoming a better and more hope-filled world together. I think you guys are going to love this show and love this conversation with the newest member of the That Sounds Fun Network family, our buddy Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins, welcome to That Sounds Fun Podcast, but bigger welcome, That Sounds Fun Network. I am so pumped I am to be a part of it. so pumped. This is going to be so fun. You're coming in June. It's like you're bringing the summer party to the That Sounds Fun mm-hmm. Network. You know, it's it's interesting, Annie, because like for years, I've done things that are awesome, like things that I never would have expected to do. But they've all been things that I've kind of been placed into, right? Like things I still care about. But, you know, the podcast, I guess, and this year has been a year of things that I've always dreamed of doing. You know, I came out with a book and then uh, Hope Still Wins is a show that, uh, you know, I was able to create because, you know, in 30, 40 years, like this would be something I still want to be doing. And so now to have it becoming a part of your network, perfect. I really believe the perfect partner for Hope Still Wins. And I think most people would agree with that. Yeah. uh, Is it's just exciting for me, but it's also an emotional time for me too, because all of this has came full circle. Now I'm, I feel like I'm in, in a seat where I'm like, no, this is what I've always dreamed of. Wow. Yeah. Cause one of my, well, let's back up just a little bit. That's really yeah. profound. Actually. Have you thought about that a long time? Has that been like ruminating in your brain? No. No, well, kind of, I mean, you know, when, when hopes the wind started, I was like, this is something I could do for a year. Like I could do it during the pandemic it's going to be a great space for me to stay sharp on like my interviewing skills and also just getting to meet people. Uh, and I was, as I was doing it, I was learning so much and I was getting the kind of response I would want, right? Like people just saying, like, Hey, this was good for me or Hey, this was helpful for me. Then all of a sudden it started to become this uh, place where I felt like I belonged. And so mm-hmm. I've kind of been thinking about it for a year now because I never expected an Instagram show to turn into what it is now and for it to feel like it does now. So yeah, I guess I have been thinking about it for a while. 
What made you even start Hope Still Wins on Instagram, the pandemic? Yeah, the pandemic. So I was getting ready to enter into, you know, the book was already in process of coming yes, out. Our twin books. Our twin books, same yes, day release. Same day. And my agency, UTA, came to me and they said, what do you want to do now? And I said, you know, I've gotten to do the pop culture thing. Uh, it's been fun for me. But what I'd really like to go into is uh, the more, uh, what I'll call it like the relatable faith-based space where mm. we can have honest conversations about God and about people trying to figure out what in the world is going on and and how people are interacting with this God, if at all, and why they're not or why they are. And so they said, well, uh, the pandemic's happening. Nobody's going to hire you to do anything right now. How about you just do this on your Instagram live? And um, I said, okay. And so we did it. And I started reaching out to people like you and 40 others who all during the pandemic were sitting in their homes. And they said, yeah, I'll jump on Instagram live with you for 30 minutes and talk about hope. Right. And so that's why I started it is because I wanted to find a, a space where people sitting at their homes when we're all on a level playing field and nobody is in an office can start having these conversations that I believe matter and that I was hoping others believe matter. And luckily people did. Why hope, Ben? Why was why is it called Hope Still Wins? Uh, you know, Annie, I think uh, as I've gotten older, I've had more and more questions in life. And for a while I fought that. I thought something was wrong with me. Uh, when it came to my faith and uh, and my tr- my faith tradition, and then you know when disorientation happens and chaos happens, you start to lose. You either try to like grasp for things out there and say, "No, I'm just going to hold on to this because it's what's made me comfortable," or you're going to start to re- release those things and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, even if I don't know, even if I feel disoriented, even if I feel like some stuff that I've always believed was true is getting ripped away from me." Do I still believe that there's something else out there that is true? And if wow. there is still a God that loves us and that if there's still a God that cares for us and a, Scott, a God that's still interacting with us, then that is hopeful for me. Mm-hmm. So my question, if you broke down hope still wins, the question really is like, where is God at in all of this? And can we start sharing our stories with each other to start to like highlight that and start yeah. to connect the dots and say, no, God was always here the whole time. Yeah. Some people, and that's why it's called hope still wins. Like my question at the end is, you believe hope still wins? If so, why? If not, why not? Like, I'm okay if somebody comes to the, the podcast and goes, right now, I don't believe the hope still wins, and this is why. Like, I want to have that conversation, and I want us all to be a part of it. At, when I have listened to and watched your Instagram stories or your your live show, the Hope Still Wins show, there are times you have people on who don't believe everything you believe. Mm-hmm. And so why, I think for some of our friends listening, a lot of us have friends who don't believe everything we believe. Why is it important to talk about hope that's such a Christ-centered word with people Mm -hmm. who don't know Jesus yet? Uh, Well, because ultimately, Annie, like I want to come into these shows believing that everybody is on the pursuit of truth. Mm. I want to believe that everybody that comes on has a story to tell. And that story might not be the same as mine. Right. Uh, That story is going to look a lot differently than mine. But it doesn't mean that I want to dismiss that story, nor am I even at a place to be able to really judge that story. What I want to do with life and what I think Jesus represented was sitting with people wherever they're at and mm. saying, hey, this is why I believe what I believe. Yeah. Like, this is why I believe that Jesus is true. But like, I want to hear why you don't or I want to hear why you're struggling. Like, I want to sit with you in your sorrows and your joys, and your moments of clarity, and your moments of confusion, because that's what life is. Like, And and I think it's important to hear all of those things, because ultimately, if we're going to sit here today and say, hey, Jesus is the answer, 
Like this isn't a cool story. This might just this just isn't a cool story. This isn't just something we tell ourselves to help us wake up in the morning. Mm. This is actually truth. Like there is a God that exists, that loves, that saves, that's been here, that's walked with us in our pain. If that is actually what we're going to live our life by, then I'm not scared of entering in those conversations. Wow. It doesn't frighten me. Yeah, because I think sometimes it frightens me. So hearing you say Mm. that helps me have language around some of the times where I feel trepidation in conversations, not necessarily that I'm recording, but just in my life conversation of like, what if I don't talk about Jesus right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say the best answer to that is is really what you're doing. What I'm doing is like the the one way to talk about Jesus right is just to start talking about our stories in a truth filled way, in a vulnerable Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, how many times in, and we're really seeing it today more than ever has, as the church, especially, and not every church, but like claimed uh, the words of Jesus or the intentions of Jesus or the things that Jesus would think that we need to do. And it's hurt people in the process. It deeply hurt them, pushed them away Mm. from the faith, pushed them away from a God that loves and still there. And so ultimately when I, when I sit down with these incredible thought leaders from different backgrounds, different biases, different beliefs, different upbringings, uh, what I want to hear is their story mm. because their story is the is the one thing that I do know they know the best. Yeah. And I think within that, uh, you know, you and I might be able to sit there and say, hey, I see Jesus in this. Maybe they don't yet, but my hope is maybe one day they will. Yeah. I mean, I think you do such a beautiful job of that in Hope Still Wins, the shows that we're about to hear on the podcast of you really do kind of pull out Jesus in stories where people may not even see it themselves, no matter what they believe. They may believe everything like we do, but you have such an ability to pull out in those moments where Jesus is showing up. Is that always been your story? Is that natural for you? Have you taught yourself that? I don't know how to answer that. I would say the best way I could answer it off the top of my head right now would be, I have been so confused and I've had so much doubt in my life. And there's so many things that have happened in my short 32 years here where I've gone, this isn't what I thought yeah. it was going to look like. Yeah. And I became really curious, like in, in a really, like I became very curious about my own story and the stories of others uh, because the cu- more curious I become, the more I see Jesus or Jesus shows up, wow. maybe not in ways I expect it, but maybe in the simplest of terms of, love God, love others. Like I see Jesus loving humans in the midst of their stories. And I see humans then uh, in those moments turning to say like, there is a source of love out there. Yeah. You know, I'll call it Jesus because I, 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 you know, I've experienced it. Maybe they're not there yet. Um, and that's, and that's for me, it doesn't frighten me because I know, G- I know God has, has the control, but I, I still want to hear it. And yeah. I, I don't want to push them in a direction. So it's mostly came not maybe from a teaching place for me just to stay curious and to not judge and not to assume and not to push and not to jump platitudes, but to sit in those stories and say, Hey, let's talk about it. Yeah. I, I just wrote that down. The more curious I become, the more I see Jesus. That feels mm-hmm. like a great sentence for us to live by. I think what's going to be fun, one of the things that's going to be fun about your show, and I would love for you to kind of for our friends listening, speak to this as they're going and subscribing and getting excited about it. This feels like a show that you're creating, and this has been true about Hope Still Wins on Instagram, is 
is it is one that we can send to our friends who love The Bachelor or who love the guests you have on. And even because it feels like you try real hard to balance faith conversation and everyday conversation. So even people who aren't believers in Jesus will love these episodes. I I would I hope so. Um, And I believe so. Uh, because ultimately, like most people, I think just really enjoy hearing people's stories yeah. and and getting those the even getting those nuggets of wisdom from people that believe differently than them. Like I can learn a lot from somebody that doesn't believe the same thing I believe. Yes, uh, and I think everybody can. And I think just listening to people who have maybe been through the trenches or maybe not experienced the pain that others have experienced, mm-hmm. I think we can learn from them. And I think that's the heart and and I hope the mindset that people come into these listening to these episodes is like, I'm listening here to learn something, to hear something that maybe will make me think deeper. Yeah. Uh, because I I really enjoy personally, and, and most of the people I know feel the same way. I enjoy those moments where we can take an hour out of our day, 30 minutes out of yeah. our day, and just think deeply about what this whole thing is. Like, you know, I, I remember growing up, Annie, and I was maybe a weird kid. I think I definitely was a weird kid, but we, my buddies and I would have these things called hot tub conversations uh-huh. where we get in my buddy's hot tub and we look at the stars and we start asking these, the, we'd start talking about these topics that would like almost bring fear to you. Like what is up there in space? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the purpose of life? Why are we here? What matters? Uh, those are still conversations I like having today. And I think many people like having today because it pushes us uh, to start to pursue a purpose and a value on this earth. And we'd only, we only get a short time at it. And so, yeah, people that love the show, The Bachelor, people that don't love The Bachelor will can still listen to this, I think, sit in it with us in yeah. these conversations. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Why are you not just leaving it on Instagram? Why, is it, why do you want it to be a podcast? You know, because Instagram felt like it was limiting me uh, and the show. So people that are, were on Instagram either had to follow me or follow my guests to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people out there who might not be a fan of me and that's okay, but they still are maybe a fan of the person, the guest, or they're not, they don't know this guest at all. They will enjoy listening. I'm, you know, I, I can't continue to push my, my fan base, you know, what along and just say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And, and, you need to tune into my Instagram. I wanted to make it more agnostic where people could pick it up and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of this guest. I want to listen to this person. Who's Ben Higgins? I don't know who Ben Higgins is. Yeah. I don't care because this is a show and I want to hear this person. So Instagram Live felt like it was limiting me at some level, but it was a great platform and, and tool to get to where we're at. Yeah. The podcast just feels like an easier and a better way to kind of spread it out so that more people can hear from the guests that I'm bringing on. Yeah. Hey friends, just taking a short break to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Literati. If you've always said you wanted to read more, we do. This summer is yours for the taking. Empower your inner reader with Literati Book Clubs, where you can read alongside some of the world's most inspiring authors and leaders. Join Malala or Steph Curry, Richard Branson, and more on their next reading adventure. Literati delivers their monthly book picks straight to your door so you can spend less time finding a good book and more time actually reading one. Whether you're enjoying beach reads with Ellen Hildebrand or exploring mythic realms with Joseph Campbell scholars, you'll find their brilliant insights on the Literati app. Authors, leaders, and activists spark lively conversations in 12 unique book clubs, engaging a diverse community of readers from all over the world. That means you can talk about Steph Curry's favorite books with Steph Curry, y'all. It's so cool. 
They also host exclusive interviews with the authors themselves where you can ask your biggest questions and get the insider answers you won't find in any other book club. All book club members can shop the entire literary library at serious discounts with many books over 50% off. You can move freely between clubs or use the standard membership to access everything and choose the books you want delivered. Reimagine what a book club can be. Redeem your free trial at literati.com slash sounds fun. Head to literati.com slash sounds fun to learn more and read more with literati. That's L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I dot com slash sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Ben. Why keep it hope so wins? Why didn't you create something new? Do you just feel like are there still more conversations to be had or what's your plan with moving forward with the same theme? Yeah, uh, it's hope so wins because I thought about it a lot and uh, I, I, I never felt good to change it because yeah. it felt like this has so much legs. It has, I mean, especially opening, I think the, the key to that, it's not just this hope still win, but this, the, the second part of that question. And if it doesn't, why not? So like they're right there. Like, I think there's just, it, it kind of gives a big hug to everybody's yeah, stories is, yeah. do you believe in hope? If not, why, you know, if you do, why, if not, why not? Yeah. So it, it didn't limit me. Right. Oh, I love, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're opening up the gates, man. We're bringing on people. Sure. You got great conversations. And um, in fact, right now, let's actually take a few minutes and listen to a clip of with your first guest, our mutual friend, Tasha Morrison, did you love her so much? She's incredible. Uh, best first guest. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's listen to that for just a second. For those who don't care, life right now, like for those who are saying, hey, I don't really care about equality. I don't really care about reconciling the injustices that are happening across many of the things that are coming to, to our forefront, especially in the last year. I don't really care about changing. I don't really care about eliminating biases that have hurt others in the process because I'm good where I'm at, right? Mm-hmm. Things don't feel that heavy right now, probably. I'm assuming, right? Like, the, yeah. you don't sit in, you don't sit in a meeting and say, "Oh yeah, this is there's just so much going on in the world," and I'm trying to hold on it. But it's the people, uh, like a friend of mine who called me yesterday. It's the people who care deeply, who have realized that they've messed up, who've realized they have a lot of biases and things that they've done in their life that they didn't even realize that have hurt others, that are now feeling the pressure and feeling the changing and recognizing their own faults who are trying to carry the weight of all these changes at once and mm-hmm. doing it well, that are paralyzed and suffocated now with anxiety, with heaviness, with, I don't know where to turn. My life was is a big mistake. Like they're feeling all these things because they're, they're internalizing it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how, how do you sit in that space? Right. Mm-hmm. Because one is, one just doesn't care. They're, you know, they're not going to try to make a good difference. Well, the other one's trying really hard, but they're, 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 they're just feeling burdened. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's um, a, a good place to be. First of all, because apathetic people, um, if they're resistant to change, you can't make in anyone change. Like that's not something that we can do. We can present information um, 
you know, circumstances, the issues, the policies, the statistics. But if people choose not to care, they don't care. So I don't try to, I don't waste my breath in that space. But then Mm. what you're, what you're describing are people who are empathetic. They are Mm. feeling deep sorrow for um, what has happening, what is happening, their role that they may have played unconsciously or consciously in it. Um, But something has gripped them where it's like, I don't want to be like this, or I want to be open to learn and to grow and to change. Um, We are at our best selves when we're growing and we're learning and we're changing and we're listening. And so I think those are empathetic people. And that takes a great vulnerability and that takes humility for people to say to to come to that place but i think what happens is we don't like to sit in it you know we mm-hmm. want to do something we're a do something world we're western culture you know we want to okay let's fix it i know what it is rather than saying you know what let me just absorb in this let me feel this let me feel this pain we don't like to feel pain you know let me feel this so that maybe if I really therapeutically sit in this, I'm gonna get direction for next steps rather than sometimes we jump out in our feelings and we don't let the process take full, a complete um, circle in us and we make another mistake. You know, We jump out there too soon, too fast, too quick in the front um, because it makes us feel good. We, you know, we want that to feel good. We wanna feel released quickly rather than what we call sitting in our sorrow. Um, there's another word that we use: sitting in our lament, sitting in our grief. You know, um, you know, um, there are there's a process to grief. You know, um, there's anger, there's um, sadness, there's um, you know, um, restlessness. You know, there's these process that we have to kind of. Um, wrestle with, you know, in, in, in the process of grief. And I think sometimes that's what people are feeling. So I would encourage people to sit in that, to feel it, you know, um, to, to begin to listen. Like a lot of times people on the beginning stages of this, they're like, um, they want to do rather than listen and listen, listening is action. You know, that is a verb, but it doesn't, it doesn't center yourself. It centers someone else. And so sometimes, you know, we have to be mindful that in listening, we're elevating the voice of others and not centering in ourselves. And so I think that's important. So I think that's a great place to be and what I'm learning that it's a gift to be in that place because so many people don't feel it. They reject it. They push it away. So if you're someone that is feeling this 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 grief, or you're feeling, you're looking at and seeing where, as you're learning and growing, where you've made missteps, it's okay to sit in that and to begin to listen and say, "Hey, we all want to be better humans. You know, we all want to have a better humanity. Now, how do I?" by listening I can learn the proper way to move forward so yeah Now you're, uh, you're. I'm gonna call you're an expert in the field of working 
um, through this and with your uh, with everything you're doing with Be The Bridge. It's incredible. But my question uh, is also for those who are listening who are saying, okay, I felt it. I'm no longer feeling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm questioning if I still care. Yeah. I- I'm wondering for you, as you do the work and as you've worked in it, how, how often are you able to get to get back to that place of, of deep sorrow and lament? Yeah. And, and how often do you work from there? Or do you just work from what you've, what you've learned along the way? Yeah, I think it's, it's important for us to, um, even proximity sometimes is helpful. Proximity doesn't, um, it's not the, the, it's not the beginning and end all, but proximity helps. So if I'm in an environment, if I'm in a community where um, things are happening, people are impacted by what's happening in the world, it keeps Mm -hmm. it at the forefront. But if I'm able to isolate myself and insulate myself and, you know, and close my door and not think about it, I care about it when it's on, you know, every news channel or when people are marching or when I saw something on video that impacted me for that 30 days, but now um, it's it's over, you know, but the issue still remains, you know, there's no policy change. There's no, um, a march doesn't equate to policy change, you know, um, and, and so the st- statistics are still there. So people, you have to fight to care, you know, um, I'm, you know, right now, uh, I am far removed from India, you know, um, but I should care deeply about what is happening to other humans in other countries. I, I'm far removed from Palestine or from Israel, but I should care not just for, you know, about one group of people, but I should care about all of those humans that are suffering um, for something that goes back, I mean, historically, you know what I'm saying? And so it's, but I'm not there, but I was just talking to a friend who lived there, who has friends there, who's talking to people and they remember the sounds of the sirens and what it meant to hide in your bunker. Um, I'm talking to a woman, um, um, some friends that are in India and they are on the front lines. They work for the CDC and the World Health Organization. They are on the front lines of this. Um, of what's happening in India and it's breaking their hearts. And so sometimes you have to put yourself intentionally in proximity with people who are able to touch that pain, you know, um, and not isolate yourself. But a lot of times we like to isolate ourselves to self-protect, you know, we don't want to feel it. We want comfort. We don't want discomfort. And so in this work of, you know, racial healing and racial equity and racial reconciliation, we seek out discomfort. I mean, who does that? Crazy people seek out discomfort, you know? And so, but this is what we do because it's not comfortable sitting up, having these conversations or having people reject you or having people discredit you or having people talk about you or say you're, um, you know, a Marxist um, because you care deeply about all things, you know? Um, Everyone's social, emotional and physical being, you know, and and how that impacts them and the way they live and the, the community that they live in. And so it's hard to set yourself up for discomfort, especially in Western culture. But if we say that we are connected to each other, you know, when because ultimately what impacts one impacts the other. 
it may take longer to get there. And uh, Martin Luther King, um, this is a quote that is always credited to Martin Luther King, but you know, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So if there's injustice happening, you know, um, in India, it does impact us. You know, mm-hmm. look how many things are made in India. Look how many companies, you know, are connected to India. India. Um, it will eventually impact us, you know. And so um, I think it's we have to live outside of our own selves and live outside of our bubbles. And so this work requires us to live outside of our bubbles and to intentionally put yourself in the pathway of discomfort. Okay, Ben, I mean, that's only the start of the conversation. That's just a piece of it. Why was Tasha the right first guest for you? Oh, I mean, geez, the, her resume is incredible, right? And and what I, what I really love is that she's entered into other people's pains. Mm. She's um, made it a focus of hers. She does it in a way that is healing and helpful. She's not afraid to confront the injustices that exist, but at the same time, she's also not afraid to highlight the good things that are happening mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Her wisdom, her care, her grace. Not only, and, and she's just like really good at talking on podcasts. So that kind of helped too. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's people like her that are, are world changers. And that's who I went on here. And world changers in the best of ways. And so she was the perfect first guest because I think it kind of op- it shows the audience like, hey, this is what it's going to be. It's going to yeah. be an honest conversation. It's not always going to be easy. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. I'm not always going to know as the host what to ask and what to say, uh, but we're going to enter into it together and it's going to be helpful because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, because I think you could have picked, you know, a lot of people and a lot of like top tier celebrities, people who are like influencers on the internet and and Tasha's a big deal but I just thought it said so much about your character and your plan for the show that this conversation went first so I'm stoked about that thank you and you know and especially in in where we're at like these are conversations that we need to have Mm -hmm. on a daily basis Mm -hmm. with people who know more than we do or maybe are trying to figure it out just like we are Latasha just has has always been a source, even from a distance for me, of education, of conviction, of truth. So, yeah, it made a ton of sense. Yeah. Who are some dream guests you're going to try to get in the next few months? Do you have anybody? Uh, like, because to me, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is the top yeah. tier for me. You have any dream guests out there? You know, I, I would love to get a really uh, influential rabbi. I think those, <gasps> that would be, I don't know exactly who yet, but I think that would be something very helpful. What a cool idea. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. My, my dream, me, Dolly Parton, geez, you really said <laughs> that. Sorry, incredible. sorry. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Ben, you were at the top of that tier back in the day. So you were up there too with Dolly. That's well, thank you for that. Um, you know, I'm always, I, I've always loved my conversations with Bob Goff. Yeah. I've, I've been able to have him on before, but that's always extremely helpful. Um, right now, I just saw you did it, and, and I've kind of always been, you know, you did Matthew McConaughey, which is yeah. great, but my Matthew McConaughey is Ryan Reynolds. <gasps> oh, great. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is obviously up to some cool stuff. And uh, that would be a dream guest for me um, to be able to sit down with him and hear why he does what he does yeah. and how he stays a great husband and father. And yeah. So yeah, those that, that's kind of where I'm going. I think one of the fun parts is we're about to watch you in your real life get married. 
and and move into being a husband, maybe at some point move into being a father. And we're going to listen along every week as your life changes too. I mean, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, I'm still, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm engaged. So I'm no longer a bachelor, right? but life hasn't changed that much for me since being a bachelor, right? I'm just in a committed relationship and we're planning a future together. And so, yeah, over the next few years, uh, things are going to be changing for me and in the best of ways, but life's going to look different. Priorities are going to shift. Uh, Interests are going to, you know, change and hope still wins is going to be along for the ride. And it's, I'm excited for that as we grow together. Yeah. Well, I've told you this personally that I just feel like it is such an honor that you would trust us as your partner in this, that we would get to be a part of what you are doing with hope still wins. Cause I mean, I just believe in the show. I believe in the gifts you offer the world. And so anything I get to do to, and our team gets to do to walk with you as you offer those gifts to the world feels like, feels like a gift to us. So thank you for trusting us with that. It's uh, it was really important, Annie, for us to find a partner that believed in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, kind of like uh, Alone in Plain Sight, my book, like it'd be easy to start another pop culture podcast and bring in that audience but we wanted to find an audience that could dig deep with us, that could yeah. sit with us in these conversations. And I knew uh, that that sounds fun, w- was willing to do that alongside of us. And it's it really is the perfect partner. It is a gift. It is a blessing. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too. Listen, I have a real important conversation to have with you before we're done. I was I buzzed through Denver doing a speaking event two weeks ago, and I had the best hamburger of my life. And we need to talk about it. Where at? Breckenridge Brewery. Oh, yeah. Great, great spot. Dude, have you yeah. had the green chili burger yet? Oh, yeah. That's a that's a great. And like the green chili, like people, people there get mad because it's so good that they're like, no way this is better than like New Mexico green chili. And like they might have it. Like they might get it done. I mean, I I need you to know I've thought about it. I had it. 25 days ago, 15 days ago. And I've thought about it every other day, probably at some point. I've been like, you know what I wish I was having today is that green chili burger from Breckenridge Brewery. That place is legit. Uh, Great fries, great burger. I'm glad you stopped. I'm glad you had a good experience in Denver with food because we do have a good food scene out here. And that, and that's up there. Oh, I, yeah, I had, I mean, I, we literally were on the way to the airport we had everything in the car and we were like, we have time to eat one meal. And we got there. There was like a 20 minute wait. And we we're like, uh, you sure? Cause we got to go to the airport. <laughs> yeah, Worth it. It was worth so it. worth it. Okay. So I just needed to confirm with you that you agree that that's one of the best burgers on the planet. Yep. Yep. You're, you're, you're not wrong, Annie. Great. Super. Um, Ben, your show releases on Tuesdays. Yep. Tuesdays, every week, every Tuesday. Every week. Here we go. Okay, so people can go subscribe today. Your trailer's there if they haven't listened. Episode one with Tasha is there. And next Tuesday, they'll get a n- new one. That's right. Yeah, we're going to keep keep the ball rolling. This is uh, exciting for me. I'll say it again. I'll reiterate. This feels like a dream uh, because it feels like where I, I personally, like where I'm supposed to be. And that's a good feeling. So, yeah, yeah let's keep it going. I agree, man. I, I think um, it's all lining up. It's all lining up. The world is hard. God is faithful, but it's all lining up. Okay, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, because the network you're on is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you today, Ben Higgins. Uh, A nice walk. It has been really uh, bad weather in Denver. It snowed Uh, again, right? 
it snowed last week. That's it was so like dumb. 45 yesterday. Uh-huh. And so uh, I'm going on a nice walk uh, without headphones and without my phone. And I'm oh. going to listen to the birds. <gasps> really? How often do you walk without anything in your ears? Uh, fairly often. Is that a uh, discipline I should develop? It's kind of nice for me because I what I do, and I'll tell you this quickly, what I do is I, I, I pray before my walk that like my thoughts would run through me. And so like I let my mind go. And Jessica always says that's weird that I say it that way. But I let my mind go and I just let whatever thoughts come to me. And then when I get back, I follow up on those thoughts. So like maybe a friend will come to mind. Maybe uh, something that I need to do comes to mind and I'll come back and I'll follow up. But like it's a place for me to feel peace. So I don't bring anything with me. Okay, that. That is brilliant. I have never, ever done that. I promise you I will do that in the next week. In the next week, I will text you when I have done it because what a a gift to offer God just to say, come and talk to me. I I, I care about nothing else but whatever thoughts you want to bring in. Yeah, do it. Let me know what you think. It's been incredible for me, and it's something that I, I actually have a lot of fun doing. I I'll always look forward to that. How long that do I have moment. to walk by myself like that, though? Like 30 minutes? 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes. Okay, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's a lot of quiet for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it. If you're like, it's two hours, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. 20, 30 minutes. Try 20, that. 20, 30 minutes before the end of this week, I promise you. Ben, I can't wait for people. I here's I can't wait for people to hear the show. What I can't wait is for you to hear the feedback after our friends listen to the show. I can't wait for you to hear that. How much they're gonna love it. Uh, well, I uh, you know, I I I, have a, I look forward to that. Uh, that would be in in many ways for me personally. That would be a gift. Yeah. So. I'm excited for it, but I'm I'm really just excited to to be doing this. This yeah. is a great opportunity, and thank you for that. Well, it's a great offering you're giving the world. We will we will never regret giving the world things that are light and hope. So, well mm-hmm. done, my friends. All right, everybody gets to hear. Hope still wins now. Oh, you guys, isn't he the best? This show, I am so. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the IGTV show, Hope Still Wins. So moving this over to a podcast, giving a little more space, a little more time, deeper questions, deeper conversations is exactly what I am here for. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Hope Still Wins podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Remember, he starts today with our good friend, Latasha Morrison. And be sure to go follow Ben if you aren't already so you can tell him thanks for being on the show today and how much you already love the Hope Still Wins podcast. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF. Like, that sounds fun on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. Have a great day. And we will see you back here tomorrow with Hollywood actress and star of Finding You, Rose Reed. See you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.